Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD on Twitter if you want to follow me there. And this is the show where we go over last night's slate, big game, big, big slate last night, 10 game slate. Uh, not many shenanigans. We got a, we got a little, little bit of shenanigans happening last night. And, uh, and then we talk a little about today's slate. Uh, we got, it's, 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 it's a slate. These are the slates that I like. Okay. It's six games. I wish it was a little bit, bit bigger than six games, but it's a slate where it's like three games started about seven. And then the other three games started about 10. So like once seven o'clock lock hits, like I don't have to make any decisions or care about any news until like nine 45, right? Then, then I could switch out and do whatever the hell I want. So you get a nice little break, nice little mental break in between the, 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 the span of games, similar to football. That's why I don't mind NFL that much. Right. When, it, oh, we don't know if someone's going to start it, but the four or 15 game or something. Well, we got time. Right. It's not like every, every, every half an hour, every hour, a new game starts, a new starting lineup, you know, stuff like that. So tonight, a little bit more leisurely, a little bit more leisurely, but you never know what shenanigans is going to happen today. You never know. So that's why a lot of times we talk mostly about strategy, DFS strategy, some game theory here on the show. And I, all my friends in the YouTube chat, I see you guys. Max Coach One, Dustin Ho, Card Fan, DJ Cicero, Jupocalypse, Drew Druard 27, Jojo Adamo, 81183, Michael Papadopoulos. No meat plow today, I guess. No, Mr. Plow didn't want to, he's, he's plowing his meat. He's, he's, I guess, I guess he's busy, right? And then we got Eli behind the curtain, behind the curtain, behind the, the behind the glass, the virtual glass. He's not here with me. Right, we're about three hours apart from each other, uh, so so give him some claps, Eli, with the claps over there. Give him give him the clap if you want. Uh, but uh, but yesterday, yesterday, ten game slate, ten game slate, and uh, and did well, did well in cash games. You can see here, uh, not in Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo. I had Giannis, and he actually ended up uh, salvaging a salvaging a game in, in overtime. Right, that that first half, whoa. <laughs> Woohoo! The Bucks scored what, like thirty-one points in the first half, right? But DraftKings, well, on DraftKings, FanDuel exceptionally well, but primarily FanDuel got some extra money. Uh, apparently, on FanDuel, they don't send notifications for these free rolls. Apparently, they don't. <laughs> I don't know if you've gotten them. Like I, I, I posted this uh, last night. They, they've an FDP, the loyalty free plays. I know every month they whatever whatever slate it is for, and depending on your level, you know of how how, how much volume that you play, you get into these 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 free plays. DK used to do this right once a month, but they would send the ticket into your account. Like you get a notification, you get an email, you get something. Apparently, Vandal doesn't. Not even in the little notification thing, the little little the horn thing and the icon in the app. Nothing. I only knew about this from from a Discord. Another, not even the Roto Grinders Discord. I didn't even know about it. And then uh, they're like, oh, okay, I see the voucher. Then you go into your voucher section and it's there. Apparently, a lot of people didn't find out about it because uh, it's supposed to be 500 people, single entry, and pays the top 64. And there were only 36 people that entered. <laughs> I heard in, in the high stakes one, the one above this, uh, only 17 people were in it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So it was guaranteed profit. I mean, like, 36 people, I mean, it paid 200 to 36 plays as it was. So it's just like immediately money. But I came in like, I came in 10th 
or something I got an extra 750 bucks using just my cash lineup, right? I just I just play one lineup on FanDuel. So so that's why that's where the 750 kind of the extra. That's why you see it's like it's over 99% ROI coming in like that. Uh, instead of obviously like 32 something or other, which still would have been a good day. You know, it ended up being, instead of a $2,500 day, it would have been an $1,800 day. Can't complain about that. We're getting this graph up. We're almost, we're almost to an all-time high. We're bouncing up and down, hitting the resistance. If you do technical analysis in the stock market, support, resistance, those types of things. But that's the main reason. So uh, obviously uh, every month, Check your vouchers on, on FanDuel if you if you play enough or you get these these loyalty free plays, whatever, because apparently they don't they don't want you to know about it. <laughs> they the FanDuel would rather just keep the money, apparently. And even the even look, look, there's no, there's no they pay the 36 spot, but even these spots, like they, they didn't even fill, and then FanDuel just kept the money. Like we didn't even get this. Is that a scam as it is? Because look at it, you got look, what, 11, 12 places here. And you got what sixteen places there, and like, they just kept it. They didn't even bother with it. So I don't know. I don't know. Did you find out about that on FanDuel? You can tell me in the chat. Most people didn't know. Apparently, I mean, look at how many people did not know about this. This is free money. So check your vouchers. Check your vouchers every day. I guess now you're gonna have to find out about. It. I mean, I I wouldn't have. Someone else wouldn't tell me about it. I I, I would have been thirty five people in here. Not 36. But but that but thank you, FanDuel, for the free money by not sending out notification. I don't even know if what I can I would have still cashed. Right? I had, I had a good lineup. I had a decent lineup last night on FanDuel, right? Three seven three seventy point six. That's not bad. I mean, one's gonna win a large field GPP or anything. But you know, 36 people, I could I could do that. I could do that. You could turn on notifications in the settings for Michael Lingenfeld. They didn't have a no, they didn't have notification for it. They didn't have one. Yes, I know. I not I I'm aware that you could turn on notifications. They literally didn't send out. If you go in, it doesn't say, "Oh, your monthly free play thing is here" or something. You know, "Oh, it's oh, it's today." You know, like something like that. There's nothing. There was nothing. Not just me. Fucking like everyone. Uh, Drew at 27. Jordan, what did your cash lineup score last night? I didn't play you because you took all my money. <laughs> I don't know. FanDuel. FanDuel was 370. Right? Right. Ronald Coley says most of the time FanDuel does send me a notification through the app. Yeah, I've seen it before. Like two months ago. I, I, I remember seeing it. But like last month I didn't and I, I got in. Someone else, I, someone else found it and I went into my vouchers and I ended up playing. But this one, like no one, everyone I've talked to, I posted that on Twitter. Like, no, no when, when did this happen? No, no one I know. At least if you, I don't know, maybe you don't, you don't play enough volume. I have no idea. I don't know how it works on FanDuel. I barely play. I In the past, before this NBA season, I barely played on FanDuel. So I have no idea how it works, right? They don't do them every Wednesday. Card fan says they do them every, no. I, they do once a month for this type of free play. I mean, maybe there's, smaller stakes ones that they do every week. I have no idea, right? Michael Lingafelter asked, I've noticed no return on triple ups and little to none head to heads. Would it make sense to put even more, if not all my money in the double ups, since it's where it seems like 90% of my ROI is coming from. That could just be variance. I mean, still, I mean, uh, on DraftKings, I have 83 slates, 
FanDuel 78 slates, Yahoo 74 slates. This is still like, it's still a small sample size. It really is. So you don't know. Or you have to get better head-to-head selection. For some reason, you're not, find, you're find, you're finding, you're not finding the weakest players. Or you're not getting auto-match with the weakest players. Right? You're, you're, you're getting a bunch of people that are playing similar, similar lineups or something. I don't know. My head-to-head rate, I mean, if it, just through February. I could, I could go through it. Let, let, let's compare. I'm going to open up my rotor tracker. I didn't import. I haven't imported since the end of February. So, like, I, I don't have uh, in here the last, uh, you know, 18 days. But if we go by cohort, let's see. We go through. Uh, entry date. Time period. Do we go in time period? No, we're going to the season, the season one. Let's see. Let's go to the season. NBA 2021. Add that. And then uh, I think we're good. And then let's go to FanDuel. Sport. Well, we don't have to deal with the sport. Go to FanDuel, NBA 2021, category. So yeah, double up 20%, head to head 14%. Triple up 19% on FanDuel. So, I mean, I don't know, Michael. Maybe you're not picking the right contest. I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I I have no idea. I mean, it's still, this is still a small sample size. Obviously, drafting is going to be worse. I mean, you take a look. I mean, I'm down in cash games right here. But I mean, to me, at 20%, I mean, I'm getting a 20% return on double ups, 19% return on triple ups. 14% in head dads seems fine to me. So I don't know. I don't know. Are you not playing the right contest? I have no, I have no idea. Now, DraftKings would be a little bit different. Let's go to DraftKings. And this is as of, as of February. So obviously it doesn't, I don't know. Maybe the numbers go a little bit down. I, I don't think it should. Let's see. Where, where's, where's February? What's the end of February right here? I'm at 16th. No, actually it would be better. Because at the end of February, I was at uh, plus 16,708. And now I'm at uh, plus 21,176. So like, if anything, this is going to look even better. Let's go to DraftKings. Like DraftKings would be down because I I am down there. So minus 4% in double ups, minus 1% in head to heads. Obviously, I, I, I did well in GPPs, you know, two smaller field GPPs there. But no, I think I'd, maybe it's more contest selection than anything. We're just variants. Who knows? You play a head. You play a fifty dollars head to head. When you, if you're playing two hundred dollars of volume and you play a couple of fifty dollars head to heads or something, you lose those, and then it looks it looks horrible in comparison. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sure. I'm showing you my my results as of February, March first. But like I said, if anything, it's, it will actually be better than these numbers. So yeah, overall, between all the sites, 10% in double-ups, 4% in head-to-heads. Triple-ups down. But that's primarily from DraftKings. This is between all three sites, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. That's still pretty good overall, right? I mean, that's my graph. My graph is, what, 25,144 through, through February 28th. Pretty good for a season, right? Okay. So if you want to see, I mean, this, this is to me, this is the only way that you could figure stuff out like this. 
the reason why I'm transparent like this is one, so you see that I, I eat my own dog food. I'm, I'm not just saying, oh, this is what you should do, and then I don't do it, right? This is, I, I'm an open book. And also, so you have something to compare it to. Am I the greatest player in the world? No, I'm not. Am I a profitable player? Yes. Am I a nit? Yeah, I'm absolutely a nit. But you have something to compare it to. And so like Michael's question is, is valid. Like this is this is what he's seeing in his roto tracker. And should he now in analyzing that, should his contest selection be different? Should his should his uh should he be playing more of one thing versus another thing, more one site versus another site? That's what you should be doing. If you're a serious DFS player and you're trying to you're trying to make a profit and squeak out, squeak out a higher ROI, that's what you should be doing. You should be analyzing this. But you need to have something to compare it to. And that's the, one of the main reasons why I, why, I, why I do this type of show. I started in October 2015. I played soccer primarily. Played almost exclusively soccer for two years before I expanded into other sports. And I was doing well. First six months, I got a break even. Like, I, you have to learn how to play. But then I slowly got better and better. And I had, what's a good ROI? I have no idea. I'm not speaking to anyone. I'm not, no one's sharing their results. No one's doing this. Is it 15% ROI good? Is it 7% ROI good? Is this, I don't know. What do I have to compare it to? So that's when I started talking to some, some other, you know, serious soccer DFS players and we were comparing notes. And I'm like, this would be so much more useful if people knew realistically what good was, what bad was. So they're not sitting there, either, either thinking one way or the other way. You have a 43% ROI in cash games. Like, that's not sustainable. Like, that's, oh, in a month, I, I, I have a, you know, 78% win rate in head-to-heads. It's like, that's not, that's not realistic, right? That's not going to continue. You're, you're not God. That ain't going to happen. You're not special. But there's some people that's, oh, I have a 52% win rate. And it's like, do I suck at this game? Should I, thinking that they need to have a 66% win rate. And then once they see that, that in head-to-heads, a lot, of, a lot of the best players in the world on a lo- long sample, large sample size, have, what, 60? 60-ish? 58? Depending on the stakes, obviously. Somewhere between 58 and 62 or something? That would be elite. But if people don't get to see this, then they have nothing to compare it to. That's the, that's the main reason. I don't mind being, being completely transparent. Feel free to beat me. There, go ahead. What what does this do? What does how does this hurt me? It doesn't hurt me. Going through the YouTube chat. We're, we're gonna look at yesterday's slate a little bit. Let's see. Would you be willing to go over your FanDuel cash lineup on here just to hear your strategy? My FanDuel lineup from last night? I just I play the top median projected lineup. That's it. Who did I play on FanDuel last night? I, I think I can remember. My FanDuel lineup last night in cash games was uh, uh, DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright. I could probably bring it up on FanDuel. Can I? Be easy. You ask, I answer. So if, if, this is, if this is the show, this is the show. Let's see. This is my dummy lineup. Who cares? Don't, don't play this lineup. There's just uh, I'm throwing people in. History. Where, where do I find this? I typically, I rarely go... 
I rarely go on the desktop website, especially. I don't even know if I can find it. Previous contests go to history. Well, give it to me. I don't see anything. Where do I find? Where's my history? Okay, here we go. Yeah, there we go. I have some headpins here. Okay. This is from the day before. This is from this day. Let's take a look. What am I, do I did should I bring up? Oh, it doesn't doesn't matter what I bring up. Can I can I can I view this? What's going on? I've never I don't use the Fanduel web. The, I'm clicking view. Why can't I view it? Give me that view. Okay, it's bringing. Okay, whatever. This is a head to head. Who cares? So this this was my cash lineup last night. Delon Wright, Stephen Curry, Karis Lebert, Harden, Porter, Jalen Brown, Patrick Williams, Tobias Harris, DeAndre Jordan. What was my strategy? Looking at Roto Grinders projections and whatever the highest median lineup is. That's it. So right now, seven seven twenty nine a.m. projections. Let's see if this is updated today for DraftKings. Okay, let's go to FanDuel. Since we're talking about FanDuel, we'll go to FanDuel. Okay. The main thing is I want to jam as many of these uh, the median points as possible based on the Roto Grinders projections. Are they accurate? Well, I I I trust the Roto Grinders projections. So solving that knapsack problem, 321.12 meeting projection for today as of 7.29 a.m. The projections team will be adjusting all of this stuff. News will come out that affects all of this. So as of right now, this may, this may not be it. But if nothing changed, if the slate started right now, this would be my cash line. Chris Paul, Trey Young, Ingles quickly, Barrett Ingram, Zion, Randall, Len. And you can ask me why, I'm like, because that's what the projections say. That's it. I don't have to know anything else. I trust the model. The math says the medians of all of these combined is the highest. If I build 10 lineups, it's the highest. 321.12. This one is 320.20. This is about 0.9 points below it. Doesn't make it a bad lineup. You could play this lineup. Schroeder, Paul, Ingalls, Clarkson, Barrett, James, Crowder, Williamson, Gobert. But look at the difference between these two lineups. You got one difference here, two differences there, three, four, five. It's a 5v5. I mean, it's literally a 5v5. Trey Young, quick, Young, quickly, Ingram, Randall Len for Schroeder, Clarkson, LeBron, Crowder, Gobert. Yet the difference is 0.9 points. That's it. So if you played this lineup in cash games, okay, sounds fine to me. But if I trust the projection model and the projections team and the minutes and the usage and everything, over if we played this slate a million times, this would stand to win in double-ups and head-to-heads the most often. So I'm going to play that. There you go. So my lineup for yesterday was this. Just so happened Patrick Williams fit in for 4,100 or whatever. Some people played Tice in that spot. Some people played uh, Jay Sean Tate. And we had Patrick Williams slightly higher than Tate. And that's why he was there. That's why he was only 9% in whatever, whatever contest it was in. The $2, 50-50. I mean, Levert Harden was the, the clear. I mean, 
you could have made this lineup even without looking at projections pretty much, right? You're probably, you're playing Lavert, you're playing Harden, you're probably playing Porter, you're you're probably playing T- Toby Harris, probably playing DeAndre Jordan, even though he didn't get it, he only got 20 minutes. Probably playing that, something like that. Some people played Holmes there, and then they 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 went down twice. They played like Zadaransky in the point guard spot. I, I mean, the, the, those liners were close. Medium projection-wide, they were close. So I get that. But remember, remember what I say often, lineups, not players. So if I trust the projections, it's just like, give me the, give me the best median lineup. That, that should stand, that should stand to win more often in cash games, in a, in a, in a contest where for the difference between first place and 50th place doesn't mean anything. I don't need to score the most points. I need to maximize my probability of scoring in the top half of the contest or so. So why not if I, I trust the project, I trust math. I trust the projections. I believe in the model. It's accurate in a long, in a long, large sample size. Why, why shouldn't I just go like, how do, how do I get the most amount of this number into my lineup for 50, 60,000, whatever it is done. The player names don't matter to me. Who cares? These are the numbers that matter to me. I know it. I know it's antithetical to a lot of, you know, it's like, Oh, well, uh, is this guy going to do well? I don't know. I don't barely know who the guy is. I mean, I do know. I mean, I, I follow it enough to know. I, I know who the players are. But when you're building lineups, you just like, you don't take into account. Just like every, all the stuff that you'd be looking at is in the projections. Matchup and totals and all, all that type. The usage, minutes, anything. It's in there already. So I'm not going to double count it. I'm not going to be biased. I'm just like, what? how do I get as much of this number into this lineup? Well, thank you very much. I have a tool that lets me do that. So give it to me. So that's... This whole this whole spreadsheet of what I show with Kat, this is me doing that. That's it. So the strategy, what's the strategy? There's no strategy. I look at I look at projections and I jam in as much median as I can. There you go, done. For GPPs is that now there's more variables. Now you have to deal with correlation and leverage. And you know, the uh, the other players in the content, there's so many more variables there. But for cash games in the long run, if you have good projections, if you have Technically, if you have the best projections, the most accurate projections, you'll make the most money. That's it. You may lose slates, yeah, of course. But over the long run, you'll profit. So just just play that one. Done. But that's my strategy. I don't I don't know. Uh, let's see. Going through. Michael Lingenfelter asks, would you prefer 15 32-man $1 triple-ups or three 62-man $5 triple-ups? When it comes to the low, I'd rather play against the lower stakes people. Once you start playing the $5 contest, you're playing against me. Now, maybe not a fan because I'm not there yet. But like on DraftKings, like I can't play the, the, the pros, high-volume players that got past a million in entries or whatever. They can't play the $5. They can't play the $1 and $3, $2 stuff. So stay down there. So be more inclined to play, to to get a more diverse opponent set at the lower stakes than a less diverse opponent set at the higher stakes. That's variance control. Let's see. Humongous, humongous. 
When 150 maxing for large field GPPs, are you more likely to build using ceiling or median? It doesn't matter. I use median, who cares? I mean, like I'm building lineups. So like the, 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 the standard deviation of the players, once you add in the variance of large field GPPs, to me, doesn't matter that much. The difference of one point here and one point there. Can you use ceiling? Sure. But I mean, you're still making lineup construction strategies. You're not just allowing the optimizer, just like, uh, whatever it does, it does. So no, I don't think it matters. That in and of itself won't do anything. Feel free to use either one. Uh, John Johnson says, so you literally go with the projection and no manual changes for your cash lineups. That's correct. Mathematically, that's that should be the best. If I do, I trust my projections. Yes. So, what's mathematically the the optimal maximum probability median lineup? It's that. There you go. What what strategy would I need to have? If I'm going to deviate from that, that means I'm saying that I don't believe the projections. So then, what's the point of using them? Takes me two seconds and even better, right? Even better. Don't have to think about anything. Uh, let's see. Go through the YouTube chat a little bit some more. A little bit some more. Looking at yesterday. Yesterday we got, uh, Harden was 50% owned and he still got there. Didn't matter. He was the top stud of the slate, 83 points. Whatever. Hishvu had zero of them. Sadoransky was unnecessary. He was cheap enough that 22 was fine. You didn't need him. Holmes, I think, was over-owned. He had a bad first half. He got into foul trouble. Personally, I think you were lucky to get 30 points out of him. Whiteside was back, and then Bialicia was in the rotation. I know, oh, Bagley's out. Holmes, he was 6,700. Tice, a little bit unlucky. 11 and a half points. I didn't expect Larry Nance to be this owned. I mean, it was, it was fine. I just didn't expect it to be 24%. I expected more like 15%. Halliburton. People got scared off of Halliburton. Well, not, not enough people did. He's going to be on a minutes limit. And then they said the minutes limit is 30 to 32 minutes. It's like, isn't that how many normally plays? How much is that a minutes limit? Right, he says, Walton. He'll be on a minute's limit and then of 30 to 32 minutes. <laughs> What's the point? Sterling Brown was kind of a dud. We got that Detroit lineup. Like Detroit, we had DSJ was active and then he didn't play. Then everyone on the Pistons scored points except for Frank Jackson, who started. I think Frank Jackson played 38 minutes. I think he did. He played a lot of minutes. He did not much with S- Sadiq Bay. He went off. And then Josh Jackson, DeLon, everyone else, except for Frank Jackson. Was he, they, he was a late entry into the starting line because they, they Magruder, Magruder was like active and then he was just, then he's not playing. He went from doubtful to active to inactive. I think they just made a mistake or something. So people didn't expect that Frank Jackson would start. So we had bro, we had bro Radosaurus flex. He had a bunch of 10 points. Way to go. And Sterling Brown. 
And he ended up placing pretty high, right? Came in 10th place. Flex, let's see. Oh, he had Sadiq Bay. Oh, he had Sadiq Bay. Oh, he was going for the Pistons. How much Sadiq Bay did he have? Right, 2%. Right, not much, right. What, in like three lineups? Yeah, no, no one had much of them. Basically, Sadiq Bay. Jakob Pertle was still, he was scored 42 points at 3% ownership. What were people thinking? Pertle should have been way more owned than this. Then obviously the Golden, the Warriors stuff with Pascal and whoever out. Who was out? Wiseman. But he didn't know how their rotation was going to go. I understand. I mean, Jordan Poole did pretty well off the bench. But I said Wiggins, Oubre, all those guys were in play. We got Porter there, Draymond, right? He had 51. He had a triple-double. Curry got hurt, though, so you didn't really get there with Steph Curry. Derek White, who always does well when he's not owned, right? Whenever he's chalk, he does horribly, right? That, we say that. That's confirmation bias. He's, he's likely done well as chalk at some point. But, yeah, so there's this Broranosaurus Flex. For you, even with the, all the Brown and the Jackson, still got a 10th place lineup. We're going through, like, so, like we got the Nets lineup with Irving out, right? That's what bumped up Harden to everything, right? Because Kyrie was out. But then people tried to play Shemette and Joe Harris. I think Joe Harris was more and more of an option on, on FanDuel than on DraftKings. Then we had the, the Houston stuff because Wood was going to play, but he was going to be on a. I mean, no one should have Wood, right? Yeah, no one. I mean, he scored 35 points, but it was, what, 8,000 or something? He was on a minutes limit. He was on an actual minutes limit. He still scored 50. He still scored more than Rashawn Holmes. Looking through the, just looking through exposures and stuff. Right, Hishbu. Yeah, look look at Look at how, how contrarian Hishbu was. No hard, no Holmes. Bunch of Wiggins, Poole, went for the Warriors. Green. Zubach, that was a late, because Abaka was out, right? That was a late one. And he got there. Yeah, I mean, what? Zubach was, what, like 4K or something? That was good. He was 8% owned. See some people switching over. But obviously, it was the latest game, one of the latest games, so you may not even have a spot. If you didn't plan out for Abaka possibly being out, may not have even had the option to swap into that. That's why I think maybe we see a bunch of Paul George here. Toscano Anderson, nine and a half points. Some people went that way. Yeah, Baranasaurus Rex is 22% of him. Boy, what a lucky lineup. Come in 10th place with, look, look, with a 45% uh, exposed uh, 12-pointer, 52% exposed 10-pointer, and a 22% owned, exposed, nine-pointer. And Jay Sean Tate, 16%. Well, how did that lineup get together? I mean, I, I don't know. He probably profited. What, there's a 1750? On what? How, what was the entry fee on this? Ah, maybe broke even. That's how ridiculous this is. Okay? That's how ridiculous large field GPPs are. Come in 10th place and you break even. <laughs> Right, you come in tenth place, and you—I mean, were there anything else up over here? No, not really. All right, look at look. I mean, look at this price structure. This is ridiculous. 
make this 50,000, make it 40, no, even make, make it 40,000, 30,000, 20,000, 15,000, 10,000, 8,000, 6,000, 5,000, 4,000. Yeah, now we're getting a little bit flatter. Like, yeah, there, there we go. 2,500 here. Make it much easier than just like 100,000 at first. And here you go. There's a set of steak knives. And if you entered 150 times, screw you. Doesn't matter. But it is what it is. That's uh, that's why I that this season I've not played. I've not I've, in the beginning I played a couple. MLB I'll, I'll MLB I'll play. Yeah, I'll be stupid. I'll, I'll I'll play the large field stuff in MLB when it comes around. We got two weeks. I think exactly two weeks, right? Kelvin W. Hey Blender. Aside from the monthly free plays, have you gotten any of the other FD rewards? such as access to special promotions, premium customer support, personal manager, and FD merchandise? No. Not from FanDuel. I don't think I've... I, I, I've, I've, talked, I've talked to someone from FanDuel once, and that was like, I think, three and a half years ago. That was the only time. I, don't, I have no idea what's going on at FanDuel. And the only time that I ever talked to FanDuel was uh, when they were uh, starting out their soccer product. So I was, I, I was on, obviously it's under NDA. I mean, obviously it doesn't matter anymore because they have a soccer product now. That's horrible. Uh, yeah, but they consulted with me. They, they reached out because I, pl- I played DK. I mean, I played, a, I was big into soccer DFS. Most people don't realize that. Like you go back five, four or five years, I was the soccer DFS guy. So they reached out to ask about, you know, scoring system stuff and the way everything, you know, for any type of changes. I gave my feedback, and they, I don't think they even did anything. But that was the only time I've ever spoken to FanDuel. I've never gotten access to nothing or premium anything, or but I also didn't play that much there. So, like to me, they, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm to them, I'm no one yet. But no, I, I have not gotten access to any of anything that you put in your the quotation marks. DK on the other end, okay. I've I've actually talked to people, right? I'm on the player committee, so I, yes. I do get access there, but even like from VIPs, like Jordan Bloom, he sends out it. I mean, he doesn't talk to me directly. You could tell that said some type of mail merge. Hey, first name, we got this thing. We want you to spend $45,000 in the next three days and we'll give you a $10 ticket for it. And I just delete that. <laughs> That's essentially what the offers are. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're decent enough, but sometimes it's just like, do you want to up your volume 10 X in the next, next three days? And then we'll give you a five fifty five ticket to a contest. You would never consider playing anyway, but, but you need to spend $46,000 in order to do it. And then you, you never do that. <laughs> like that's what all the, it seems like that's what most of the offers are, right? Even the app, sometimes the DK app, it pops up. Oh, we're playing this. If you play golf or something, if you put in, 7,500 entries into tomorrow's golf contest. You'll get special access to a $10,000 free roll in NBA where you could win $100. Like, what? why am I doing that? Like, I was on board in the beginning. It's like, okay, maybe I will up my volume. And then the, it's like, no, I don't want that. Sometimes the offer is, it's like, some, sometimes, sometimes you get good offers. 
such as if you, whatever you play in the next week, you'll get like 5% like cash back or something. DK dollar back. I was like, okay, that's fine. Now it, it entices me to play hot more volume, but not for any specific purpose of just like, oh, the next, oh, in the next seven days, if I, if I'll get 5% of my rake back, it's like, okay, I'm playing anyway. So maybe I'm considering, instead of playing $2,000 tonight, maybe I'll play 3000 something, but I I don't have to hit some arbitrary, you know. Like if you if you spend ten thousand dollars, we're gonna give you a you know, we're gonna give you a nail clipper or something. Like it just seems like the, what they're giving you is like, dude, like that's like four times the amount that I would normally play, and I'm not getting much for it. But that but that's that's the offers from DraftKings. FanDuel, I don't know. FanDuel's run by robots for all I care. Even their support. Although I've gotten some, but the, the only the only time now that I I email support on FanDuel is to, to get the, the refunded duplicate entries, which you can do. DraftKings does it automatically. So like if you tie in a head-to-head with the same lineup, DraftKings will refund that rake, the rake on that, within like tw- uh, 24 to 48 hours. You'll see it under like bonus award in your, in your transactions. FanDuel doesn't do it automatically, but you can email them. And they'll, they'll they'll do it for you. You have to list all the you have to list all the contests. But you can in Roto Tracker. I'll even show you. I don't make this the you know a infomercial for Roto Tracker. But like you could go in your head to heads, right? Go in your head to heads, and there's a draw report. So you go to drawers, drawers, and it'll show you all. All the draw, all the you know the same exact score. They even have what's called an email template. You could even put this here. So like I could go to right now email template based on this, and I'll have one for FanDuel and one for DraftKings, and it's a literal cut and paste of all the contests. To FanDuel customer support, I've identified the following head-to-head contests where me and my opponent scored exactly the same point score. I believe it's your policy to refund the fee in these rare cases of a drawn head-to-head contest, so I would like to request a refund on the following, and then you just list all the contest IDs. Now, if you sort this out month by month, I have it on my, my to-do list every the first of every month to send this email with the previous month's contests that I draw in. I think the last one, I, I think I got, I got like 31 bucks back or something. The month before that, I, I got like $23 or whatever. It's money. Why not? You could do it. But it allows you, instead of downloading the CSV and then finding them and then all that type of stuff, it's like, there you go. Just send the email template, right? You click on that. You send the, you put your screen name there and you send it to FanDuel. And I, I, do, I get a response that I typically I get a response that says, thank you. We're looking at it. And then the next day I get a response saying, oh, okay, we've credited you with X and okay. And that's my only, that's my only uh, interaction with Fan, with FanDuel support or anyone at FanDuel. I don't, maybe even that's done by a robot for all I know. I have no idea. Fittest gamers and large GPPs, do you ever play 80% of one player? Yeah, sure. They fit into lineups. Right, Donald Janowitz says, you know, with DK, they end up and end up giving him an offer to play fifteen thousand dollars in three days, and I get a three hundred dollar ticket, which is which which is fine if you're playing that volume. But he's like, I don't even play fifteen thousand dollars in six months. WTF? Exactly. That's exactly the point. 
Apparently, Alex Santi didn't realize that there's a draws report in uh, in uh, in Rototracker. We could download it. I mean, you could sort it by, like what I would do is in here, it's like you sort it by entry date. You go last month, right? So it's just this month's draws. See Danny Donahue in there. He's always trolling in our uh, Roto Grinders Discord. But here's all the, here's all the contests. You don't even have to sort by DraftKings or anything. It's just like, here's the last month. Here's February. I click email template. And it'll show all the stuff up to February. See, it'll cut it off right there. You send this into FanDuel. You don't have to do it for DraftKings. Like, it has it. You could do it for DraftKings also. But DraftKings are automatically does it. Sometimes I send it in anyway. I, DraftKings, what I'll do, I'll send it in every three months just in case they missed something. But most of the time they don't. Most of the time I send it in uh, three months goes by and they say, we already credited you with all this. But just in case, you never know. But FanDuel, definitely. So I I, I have on my to-do list, on my to-do list calendar, whatever, my scheduling thing, every first of the month. I'm going to download my, update my road tracker, send this in. You never know. I mean, what... Obviously, if there's no ties, if there's no draws, you're not going to send anything. But there you go. A lot of people don't know that. You want to get Rototracker, go to rototracker.com. I don't make any money. It's not our RG product. I don't make any money off of it. This is what I use. This is, I would say that this is what the Rototracker is what like 99% of pros use. Like pro pros. I mean... High volume doesn't matter if you're if you're if you're doing for a living. You you probably have a roto tracker account. It costs money, so you have to pay for it. Up to like the the free stuff is like your first 20, 2,500 rows. But if you're playing seriously, like that's like that's like three days of birth of entries. So you you probably have to pay for it. But like I get nothing for this. Like there's no referral code. There's no nothing. I don't get I don't get a kickback or anything. Roto grinders used to have a, a an analyzer. Like not as advanced as Roto Tracker, but they used to have one that was a simpler version of it. We don't support it anymore. But this, this, I mean, this is what you should be doing if you're playing seriously. But I guess it blows Alex Santi's mind that there was a draw report there. Card fan says, if you aren't requesting your FanDuel refunds, then Road Tracker pays for itself with that feature. Right there, you go. There you go. Pays for itself. Assuming that you assuming that you play a lot of cash games, and that especially on FanDuel, where sometimes the pricing is so soft that no matter if you're using projections or not, you're probably tying with tons of people and heads as it is. Fittest gamers ask you fill in all double up contests before you join head to head. No, I post head to heads. I let other people take them. So I posted all the levels. On FanDuel, I post from 109 down. DraftKings, I post from 50 down. Sometimes 109, but it, it's hard to get action on DraftKings. Most of the time I point, post 109s on DraftKings, I get no one. So I post 50s, I get no one. And FanDuel, 109s. But the thing with FanDuel is no limiter. And there's no, that someone can come, you post five 109s, someone can take all five of them. And I'd rather have more diversification. 
So that's why it's a pain in the ass. Of, I got to post one 109 and then wait for that to be taken, then check and then post another one. You don't have to. I, I do it level by level. So like I'll, I'll post one 109, 250s, 325s, 410s, five fives, six twos, seven ones. But then like every like hour or two, I'll go check. If like, oh, I have no more 25s left. I'll let's post some more 25s. Oh, my 109 was taken. Let's post another 109. So FanDuel throughout the day, I'm adding stuff. I'm entering 50-50s, stuff like that. I do that on DraftKings, do it on Yahoo. Yahoo's uh, less action, less contests. So you don't have to do it that often on Yahoo. I spend more time, you can see, I spend more time entering contests for cash games on the sites than I do making my cash list. I mean, by like 20-fold or even more than that. To me, contest selection, if, you, if you're just going to play the, the, the median, the top median lineup for your projections, how much, how much time do you spend on that? If you're making your own projections, obviously you're going to have to spend time putting in the minutes, putting in the usage, putting in all that all that stuff into into your projection model. If you're using Rotogrinders projections or something of the ilk, I suggest Rotogrinders projections. We have a great projection team. Jamino has a great model to sign up. Rotogrinders Premium. Click on the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. But I trust them. So if I trust them, then what else do I have to do? Easy. Fittest gamers, you play GPPs on both sites daily, FanDuel and DraftKings, just on DraftKings. And even then, I'm, I've, I've curtailed that down for NBA. I'm waiting for MLB. I would play on both sites. I mean, it's not that I'm against GPPs on FanDuel. It's just that I'm just one person, and I'm not very good at that level of multitasking. So I'm not, I'm not, I can, I've tried it before. I'll half the time I forget about things or I get so stressed out that uh, this, and then I did, and then I'm not doing anything well. I'm just like, oh, I, I got seven minutes left for, and I didn't even start my FanDuel stuff. I just run it and just whatever it is, upload. It's like, then what am I doing? I'm rushing through everything to try to do it on multiple sites. Cash games, I don't mind. I'm just playing the top medium projected lineup. So whatever. I could play that on, I could do multiple sites for that, no problem. But for GPPs, build 20 lineups here, build 40 lineups there, build 10 lineups on this site. Obviously, your your your, your effectiveness is going to go down. I'd rather do something really well, really good. I'd rather do one thing well than five things mediocre. I'll expand from there. MLB is a little bit easier though. So I think I'm more, I'm more likely for MLB to play GPPs on both sides. Because correlation is so, so, so much a key to MLB DFS for GPPs. I'm stacking teams. I'm stacking, I mean, like I'm doing, on, on, on DraftKings, I'm doing 5X, 5-3, 5X, something like that. Vandal, you're doing 4-4, four, 4-3-1. Four, four, Probably something like that. And then you're just pretty much leveraging teams. And however they fit in, they fit in. Maybe stacking against chalk pitchers or something. You do something like so the the, the player selection isn't isn't as as important. The roster construction and correlation matters the most. So to set those things in in, in tools like lineup HQ, 
so much easier. Oh, I'm playing the Yankees. I'm playing, I'm playing these five teams on this side, and I'm playing these six teams on this other side. And I just need a I need a hundred, I need a hundred lineups. Give me as many of the combinations as you can of those. And there you go. That that it's so much easier for MLB. NBA, not so much, especially with late swap and late news and all that type of stuff. It's a headache. So that's the reason. It's not that I Oh, I don't like FanDuel GPPs. It's just I had to, I just chose one site. I play on DraftKings more than FanDuel. So I play on DraftKings. Uh, Jonathan Loriano. It's hard to find bad, quote-unquote, bad players on DraftKings. Spent so much time scrolling through looking for badgeless users and rarely find any. The badges, the badges are a joke. They're, they're for regulation purposes. You know how, how long it takes you to get a badge? Like nothing. Like it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. The badges don't mean anything. You get that three, whatever badge with the triangle or whatever that you could, you don't have to do much to get the badge. So the not having a badge. Yeah. You're not going to find many people without a badge. Everyone has it. It's not going to matter that much. It's not meant to delineate skill. It's there for a regulate, like the Massachusetts regulation has it in there. So all the States have to comply. They, they have to comply everywhere. So even DK would say that the badges really don't mean anything. Jordan 27, Blender, are there any advanced stats in MLB you pay attention to more when building GPP lines? No. I will tell you this, and I'll tell you it throughout the MLB season. I do not look at any stats. Hands down. No stats. I couldn't, wouldn't be able to tell you someone's WOBA, ISO, no, I don't look at any of it. No stats at all. Are there any advanced stats I look at? None. You know why? Because they're in the projections. Everything everything is already in the projections. Why am I looking at Sierra? All I'd be looking at, those are components of the projections that are already existing. Why does this guy project well? Well, because of these 200 variables. Do I have to look at the 200 variables? No, I just need to know what the the range of outcomes is. That's it. It's all in the projections already. So why, why am I wasting my time? It's inefficient. I'd end up getting biased or double counting it. Oh, this guy's projected well, and he has a great strikeout rate. No, no. He projects well because he has a great strikeout rate. I mean, the picture, it's in there already. It's already in there. There's no point. So no, I don't, I, 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 I'd say, I say 100%, I don't look at any of the stats. Same thing with basketball. What's this guy's usage rate? I have no idea. I don't know what Vooch's usage rate is. All I know is that his projection today, as of right now on DraftKings, is for 35 minutes, his median is 46.94. His range of outcomes within one standard deviation is 31.92 to 60.55. That's it. That's, uh, that's all I need is this. And I'll do the same in baseball. So this, Where the projections are, this, I just need these numbers. That's it. Do I trust the model? Yes. Okay, then that's all I need is these numbers. For baseball, I use Cardi's, I use Derek Cardi's The Bat, which is on sale now. It's the best projection model in, in all of MLB, DFS, in season long even also. So he's been doing that, that model for a long time. He had, he's added StatCast data to it now. He takes, he takes care of you every day. So I, I just trust the projections. There you go. That's all I need. I don't know why I, I get this question all the time. I know. 
Well, do you look at this? Do you look, everything's in the projections. And he's just look at the projections. I can build my own model. I know the basics of model building. I don't know. I'm not advanced or anything, but I can build my own model. But what's the point? I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have a better basketball model for NBA than RG. I'm not going to have a better MLB model than Kyle. It would take, it would take me five years just to learn to even get to even close. Spending 20 hours a week to do that. Why don't I just pay for it? So much, so much easier. So much more efficient. There you go. And people don't believe me. I just look at the projections. Do you watch the games? No, I don't even watch the games. It's a math game, people. We're playing a math and strategy game. We could be playing, this could be, this could be amateur, amateur uh, Kentucky Cornhole Association, something, whatever. So I was there projections. That's all I need. Vitus Gamers, do you still do some 20 maxers and NBA GPPs DK? No. I've winded down my NBA GPP play. I'm playing cash games pretty much only. I'm tired. I'm saying it's a headache. It's become a headache. It was. In the beginning, it's like, oh, it's all well and fun. And then just as the season goes on, the news just gets weirder and the shenanigans happen. Late swap this and games spread out and teams tanking. Like, I, when does MLB start? Cash game's easy. I just uh, plug plug and play. No problem. Spend the time on contest selection. I'm just I'm, I'm just burnt out on NBA DFS GPPs. So it's like I take a little break, still play cash, as you see. Then wait two weeks from now, start playing MLB. Even he says, fittest gamers, I got to stop. It's a crap show at times. Yes, I, yeah, yeah. most of the time it is. Most of the time it is. Okay. We covered a bunch. We didn't talk anything about today's slate, but who cares? Something's going to happen. It's a six-game slate. I know you say it's a six-game slate. What can what what shenanigans could happen? And there's not much that could happen. There's not much on the injury report. Something's going to happen. Something. Conley's out. We know that. Okay. Okay. Great. We know that. Something's going to happen. Otherwise, something stupid. Westbrook's going to sit. Uh, I mean, it's going to be something. Who knows? Capella going to play? We don't know that. So what's the point? What's the point of talking about today's slate? That's why I answer your strategy questions. That's what I do. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up button. You kept my apple juice cold, I think. I think a little. Pretty much. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. If you're new here, hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got Grinders Live coming up. 5.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube here. It's with Dean and someone else, as I always say. Because I don't look at the schedule, and I know Dean, Dean's hosting. And I'll be with someone, with Will or Grant or Kirk Dees, or it'll be someone. I don't know. It'll be someone with them. And then crunch time for premium members. Get that in the RG app or on the RG website. If you sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium, $10 off your first month. Hit the link in the description below. But we'll see what happens tomorrow's casual, casual Friday tomorrow. It's always casual here, right? So we'll be talking more NBA DFS stuff, answering your strategy questions, as always. 
here on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. 